0: Reading from Reverend Matt Fitzgerald. I live in a beautiful neighborhood that is crawling with rats. I see them every day. Just last night, I was riding my bike home from a dinner party and a rat darted out in the street and ran directly between my wheels. His timing was incredible. Several months ago, I was leaving the church after a late meeting and I saw a baby rat in the alley about a yard away. I knew he wasn't a mouse because of his nasty rat tail. But still, he was kind of charming, and I thought, oh, these things aren't that bad. He's cute. Then, at that precise moment, his mother walked across my foot. (laughs) She must have weighed six pounds. (laughs) It was disgusting. Shortly thereafter, my church signed on to a plan that brings feral cats to rat-infested neighborhoods. Rather than being euthanized, the cats live in plastic shelters behind the church. We got four of them. They're natural-born hunters, an elite force. I'm so happy to have these killers at our church. (laughs) They're cheaper than Orkin and far more effective. They live to destroy the rats. Our impulse toward enmity runs bone deep. It is written into us, wolves and lambs, rats and cats, whatever iteration of Cain and Abel is on the news today. We aren't designed to get along. No wonder it is so easy to imagine a fiery apocalypse. But that is not what we need. We need rats and cats to dance together. Wolves and lambs to nap together. Isis and the secular West to laugh together. Me and my gun-nut evangelical cousin to love each other.
1: Here is our world. Terrible and beautiful things happen all the time. Friends, keep our hearts tender and keep our eyes soft and keep our ears open to transcendent music. Because this is what we are about. We know there is no answer but to love each other. We bear witness against unnecessary destruction. And we gather here in community to practice being the person the world is calling us to be. We cannot do everything, but we can do something, and that something is never nothing. So forget our perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. Let us say together, that is how the light gets in. The music we're hearing today is, I think it's like thousands of years old. Right? A little newer. (laughs) But music, regardless of age, um, the way I think of it is it's like the oil on the hinges on the doors of our heart. And it helps us to hear things and see things and feel things that otherwise we might hang a no-entry sign to. Which I was thinking of is two weeks ago, In my email, there came a ping from Sarah, our music magician. Sarah DeVoe, who's up front. She said, here's the order of service we want to do on the 10th. We can take a break there and there and there, but not there because it's not easy for us to get up and down the risers or there or there and you can fit your sermonette (laughs) somewhere in there (laughs) before we move on to the big finish. (laughs) A.K.A. Nathan B. Brief. (laughs) And she said about your sermon, About your sermon, she said, Have you heard of a concept called staggered breathing? She said, It sounds like something you might do after too long of a night at the pub. (laughs) But choirs use it to refer to group breathing for long singing phrases. She said, Everyone breathes in a different spot, so it sounds like no one is breathing. It's pretty cool. Have you heard of that before? Have you actually heard the choir breathe? (laughs) No. So I wanna get right to the point because that's what sermonettes do. Um. (laughs) And especially today, music is our teacher, especially today. I mean, every Sunday it is, but especially today. And this is my point. You and I live in times that are singing such loud, long, cacophonous, anti-choir phrases. And in these loud, long, never-ending cycle of singing that is actually not singing but feels more like yelling, I cannot seem to catch my breath. I can't seem to get oxygen, and my face is its blue, and sometimes I feel like I'm going to even faint. Let me tell you what it sounds like, and tell me if this is recognizable to you. Morning buzz of the smartphone tells me it's time to wake. Deep breath, and then headlines appear on the screen, eyes not even fully open, feet not on yet the floor, and oh God, the tweeting has already begun. And oh God, he's resigning today for sexual harassment, and him, and him, and him, and all these men who at least on the screen or on the radio seem so trustworthy, and LA is on fire, take a shallow breath. But it's Christmas, Nathan. Peace on earth. Flags wave in the snow, and Hanukkah begins on Tuesday. There's so much light. There's so much good. Okay, Nathan? Cheer up. Shallow breath. Holiday parties. Eggnog, even though I hate it. (laughs) Presents, gifts, malls, traffic. Cheer up. Life is what happens when you're in a bad mood. Look outside, Nathan. Snow. Church not canceled. Shallow breath. Dad says the child, who's this Roy Moore guy? He's going to be a senator, but he was banned from the mall for watching and praying on girls, right? Jerusalem, capital of Israel, but aren't Muslims there too? And Christians, more tweets, God, people, put your phones down shallow breath. Turn off NPR, turn to dial 104, your 24-hour Christmas station. No breaths, only a few commercials. Perry Como, Charlie Brown, jazz, even Bob Dylan Christmas album. Get out the ugly sweaters, put antlers on your car, put the red nose on the hood. Of course you look like an idiot, that is the point. (laughs) Shallow breath. Another year on the horizon, 2018. Can you believe it? sure it feels like the apocalypse sure as our reading says rats seem like they have the run of the place and cats are on the prowl but the light and the love shine and twinkle shallow breath even when you feel you feel like that strand of lights around the tree that keeps blinking off and you have to smack it to turn on again even though you feel like that scripture says shallow breath scripture says that the lion will lay with the lamb and the cat's and the rats, as Jennifer read, will rejoice together. Or in other words, shallow breath, keep trying, Nathan, feet not even on the floor, keep going, keep hoping. Or at least that's what it sounds like to me. True? And when we try to listen to all of that in our life, not to mention all the other hard things, you heard the prayers this morning that Jessica read, all the hard things in life and the beautiful things too. You try to do that all by yourself, no wonder you get blue in the face. No wonder the oxygen in your lungs feels all expired and your diaphragm, the tool of singers, of choirs, not, not your voice box, your diaphragm. No wonder that feels rigid and frozen, our voices, yours and mine, gasping like our spirits for air. <sighs> Which is why today's choir and their staggered breathing cannot come soon enough. This is not a performance today. They are showing us how to take turns. And they are showing us that we need the person next to us to hold the note while we get some air. They are teaching us. They are our teachers. That we need each other to keep on singing in this loud, discordant, yelling, rambunctious, cacophonous choir that is this year, this moment, this very now. So hear me. We are not passive listeners. This is not a performance. These people are not performers. We don't get to listen to them and go home passive and quiet and alone. Today is a religious training ground. It is a breathing boot camp. It is a spiritual Zumba. <laughs> hmm. About how we can lean on and learn from each other to sing this one very long, lovely, hard phrase that is called our life. And which we all need help. And we all need holiness, and we need presence and breath and music. We need it all. We need all of it that we can get. So, choir, musicians, guests, Sarah, everybody, thank you on behalf of everyone in this room and all who will listen later on for helping the rest of us learn how to sing and how to live.